Hey guys, welcome to Two Bookworms. One podcast. The book club podcast where two best friends talk about books. I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. And this is our talkie-sode. Welcome and, back. Yeah, welcome back. We have no idea what we're going to talk about. No. Um, but we'll I mean, <laughs> do we really know what we're going to talk about? No. We absolutely do not. <laughs> but I mean, in the next few weeks. We might be reading an extra book during this time, so. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Well, um, before we just start talking about anything, if you want to do your suck, let's do our second suite. What's your suck for the week? So my suck is, if you guys tuned in last week, you know, we were talking about the rain for like a week. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been raining for like another week. Mm-hmm. And then it, we're forced casted for like another 10 days. Mm-hmm. So it's just put me into a real funky mood. Yeah, um, I think that, like, because you're not getting the vitamins from the sun or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, now I know what it's like for all you English listeners. I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, I'm so tired. Like, I'm so, like, weepy all the time. <laughs> yeah, it just makes you tired and want to, like, yeah. lay in bed all day with some tea and a book. We did get a two-day break, and yesterday was gorgeous. Yeah, it was. I got so much done outside yesterday, too. Like, when I woke up, so Steve was gone all weekend. Um, I was home alone with the dogs. And so when I woke up to take them out, because they don't let me sleep in, fuckers, I did not get to sleep <laughs> in at all this weekend. So when I took them out, it was like 62 degrees on the mm-hmm. weekend. And that's, like, unheard of in Texas. Normally, people are swimming. So it was crazy. Last night was so nice. I went to a barbecue at my dad's. Kids were still swimming. I don't know how because I'm sure that water was freezing. Oh, I'm sure it was freezing, yeah. I was like, aren't y'all cold? And they're like, no, we're fine. But you know, it's kids. Yeah, they're We'd have been the same way. It was so nice just sitting on the patio with a nice breeze. I wasn't sweaty at all. That never happens in May in Texas. No. But yeah, it's supposed to rain like every day this week. Mm-hmm. Here we go again. <laughs> well, my suck for the week is dogs, you know, they get older. Mm-hmm. And so Jackson was kind of mopey all last week and lethargic. And we were like, oh, gosh, I'm really worried about him. And he just looked miserable. But then, like, Steve whistled for dinner time and he jumped up like the grandpa on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> I was like, you little shit, here I am, like looking up emergency vets, like, I'm about to take him in. And he's like, what? Well, butthole. <laughs> Maybe he's just feeling all the rain, too. You know, because get arthritis and stuff when you get yeah. old. Maybe he's just sore. I think he is. And, like, in human years, he's, like, 95. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, most 95-year-olds sleep all day. <laughs> yeah. He's an old man. So um, we went to my mom's Saturday, and they got to – that was another rain break that we got. So they got to play in her yard all day and we went for a walk. And so they're still exhausted from that. I think so that was good. Um, how is your dog's AC? It's her ACL that she tore, right? Yeah. It's her ACL. So she oh, still she limps. Hmm. She still limps a lot, especially during the rain and everything, but she's been losing a little weight. So maybe it'll get better. Mm. And that's, it's funny you ask about that because 
we put them on a diet, right? So they can't get any kind of snacks. Like we don't give them any kind of treats or anything. They only get dinner until we can get this under control. And it's got fish oil and vitamins and everything else in it. Well, my weenie dog has not been happy that he's been put on a diet. (laughs) He thinks he's a real live little boy. (laughs) And he got caught a couple days in my son's trash can in a leftover cheese it bag, like eating every single crumb that was in the bottom of it. (laughs) Just like a little fat boy. Well, he's been having a hard time of it. His diet has not been going well. <laughs> so the diet is to help her? Yeah, it's to help her relieve some of that pressure on her knee because they said there's only like a 20% chance of success rate if we get it operated on. And mm-hmm. there's still the same amount of percentage. I think it's like, I think it's maybe 60, maybe less, that it will still happen in the other knee. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they said by her losing weight, it relieves that pressure. So that's what we've been trying to do. Because she was 68 pounds. And she's a big girl. Yeah, she she's a big girl. Um, I saw on a rescue site the other day that popped up. It was an Aussie. And it had two, both of the back torn ACLs. And someone took it to their vet to put it down. No. And it, she was like four. And so the rescue obviously operated. But I was like, that's crazy because... I, my mom's dog, the same thing happened and she did not get the surgery because like you said, it's only like a 20% chance and it's expensive. And mm-hmm. it's like, why put them through anesthesia and all that? Right. Because hers healed fine. She chases a ball every day. So I'm like, I can't imagine taking my dog to the vet. Like, well, I'm just going to put her down. Yeah. No, just because her knees are weak. Like, no, those people She's... don't need a dog. No, they don't. Not, not if you're not help it like that. No. I think like she can't, she can't walk on it. She doesn't put weight on it, but she still three legs it just fine. And it doesn't seem to cause her any pain. I think she'll get some weight off and it'll heal and she'll be good as new. Maybe. She's been chasing bunnies every day and everything else, so maybe not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your sweet for the week? Hi, sweet. Okay, so it's the little things, right? I told you, didn't tell our listeners a couple days ago that I ordered like a whole bunch of sheets and oh, yeah. new quilts and it's here and it's been washed oh. and it's on my bed. <laughs> so nice going to be the first night? Yes. Oh, it's going to be. I love clean sheet night. It's just like. Me too. You feel like a new person. Like, man, I wish I could do this every day, but it's a pain in the ass. It's too much to do every day. Yeah, it is. Clean sheet. <laughs> Especially when you wash the comforter and everything, too. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot. Yeah, the comforter's a big undertaking. And then I also scored a piece from one of the artists I follow on Instagram. Did you and win it? Too. No, I didn't win it, but I oh, had ordered. Oh, that's the one you bought. Okay. Right. That happened. Yeah, it's, it. really and she's so... it's like a deer head. It's like I a know. Deer it's skeleton gorgeous. with antlers, but it has something on it, right? Yeah, it's painted green, and the horns are painted gold, and then it's got crystals all on the top of the skull and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm so excited. Snap? I'm not sure where I'm going to hang it. We'll have to figure it out. But <laughs> she sells out here? within, like, minutes every day, so I was so excited that I finally got a piece. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's exciting. I hope you win the giveaway. No, somebody else won it, but. Damn it. That's fine. <laughs> Um, well, my sweet for the week is the Friends reunion came out. Yes. On Friday. Have you watched it? I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard it's a real tearjerker. 
It is. And it's so, okay. So it's not like a new episode or anything. It's just the actors getting together to like talk about their time on the show. Mm-hmm. So when I first heard that, I was like, okay, that's kind of lame. But I didn't realize this is them getting together. Them getting together to do that is the second time since the show ended in 2004 that they've all been in a room together. Huh. Like they've had like one-on-one or, you know, like three of them or four of them get together, but not all six of them. And things I've read kind of allude to the fact that Matthew Perry is always the one that like doesn't want to get together. You know, he's got issues. Right. Um, but he's there and they're all there. And it is a tearjerker because it like they're showing clips and then they're talking about the clips. And it's just like brings up so many memories. Like that was my childhood. It was like yeah. watching the show and growing up with them. And they were like my friends. Oh, it was so good. And I didn't think it was going to be that good. I watched it Friday night after Steve left. And I was like, I didn't even get on my phone or anything. That's how good it was. Couldn't look away. I couldn't look away. It was just, I did cry a little bit a few times. And oh, it was so good. So, okay, yeah, if you're a friend, yeah, if you like friends, I think you'll like the reunion. I think you'll enjoy it. Maybe this will make them feel nostalgic and they'll do, like, you know, like a 10-year <laughs> no, they said, so James Corden hosted, it, there's, a, there's a bunch of different things going on. It's them on the set talking to one another, and then it's them with James Corden, like, sitting down doing an interview, so it kind of goes back and forth, and then it's showing clips, and then it's showing, like, other little things. So James Corden asked, you know, would you guys want to do that? And they're all like, no, and the show's creators were like, no, we wrapped it up. We gave everyone a good life, a good story, and we never want, we don't want to unravel those happy endings that we gave. So oh, we're never okay. interested in doing that. And I was like, I, I, I respect I that it. and I get yeah. it because, you know, there have been some shows that have had horrible endings. Right. And, and this did end well. Yes. It ends well for everyone. So. I get it. I I still would like to see it, but then you you run into like look how bad the Sex and the City movies mm-hmm. were. Yeah. Or like look how bad the Gilmore Girls revival was. So that wasn't that bad. I liked that one. The ending was horrible. I'll the admit ending that. Was bullshit. <laughs> I was hoping there'd be another one, but so far and for no. Freaking Rory to grow up and her mother to sacrifice so much to raise this little bitch. Spoiler and alert. for her to be some freaking vagabond going across you know to different continents and shit not like she's not doing anything and that was kind of like she was gonna be something you know and now she's like okay she's like a writer but she's like sleeping with a dude that's engaged i mean come on that's just it was very disappointing the way rory's character kind of developed in the revival to me but it's, it's real life, though, because, you know, not everybody does turn successful. That is true. That's a good point. But, ugh, they better, I need to know who that baby's daddy is. I know. I bet it's that Chewbacca. It's Tristan. <laughs> no, it's Tristan. Who's Tristan? Tristan's, the, uh, not Tristan, sorry. <laughs> Tristan, Tristan's a long time ago. Tristan was Chad Michael Murray in, like, season one or whatever. There's uh, or there's. Logan. Yeah, well, Logan. Dean. I mean, if you think about it, it's probably Logan because that yeah, Logan. she only had sex with Logan and the Chewbacca dude. But she saw Dean and she saw Jess. So, 
I I think it's Logan's too, and he's marrying some bimbo. I'm like, whatever. They were obviously supposed to be together. They were supposed to be together, and I understand why they broke up in the show, like when they were graduating college or whatever. Because yeah, you want to like go off in the world and experience things. I get that, but like you obviously want to be together now because you're screwing each other. Yeah. Hello. Stupid. Okay. Some book news. Well, first a correction from William. <laughs> yes. Where have you been, William? So William <laughs> said that Lacey said Hades was the, the god of the dead, and I don't. I think you were you were just talking really quickly, and that is incorrect because Thanatos is the god of the dead, and William wanted you to know that Hades is just the god of the underworld. <laughs> I don't Maybe even. Maybe it's think because we haven't met the god of the dead yet. No, we have. He's have in we? the book. Yeah, he's Thanatos. He's, he's the one that the crosses one that... River Six, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Now I got you. I got you. Okay. We're um, here, William. I got I you now. Only, I think it only says it like once. Right, and but, that may be why I didn't know. Yeah, and I mean, Underworld, the Dead. Yeah, I could. Yeah. Both those are a little interchangeable, but you know, good old. But I like William. knowing. I like knowing now. That's why he helps everybody cross I River Six. I don't think you did yes. it consciously. I no, think probably not. You're. You were just talking, so. Um, some new releases are coming out today when this airs. So new books coming out is a book by one of my favorite authors, Taylor Jenkins Reid. She's done the seven, um, seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. She's done Daisy Jones and the six countless other books. I love them all. I've read them all. Um, so today Malibu Rising is coming out. And I'm so excited. As soon as I get off of work, I'm going to Barnes & Noble to buy a copy of it. <laughs> so excited. Also coming out is Freed by E.L. James, which is the final book from Christian's point of view. Apparent, I didn't know they all weren't out, but apparently they weren't. And today the third one's coming out. So I have the first one. I think it's just called Gray. Um, and so I like it's always I, overdone when it's the opposite point of view. Yeah, and I didn't finish it, and I've been wanting to reread them, so I was like, well, I want to read them from Christian's point of view since I never read them. I feel like he's probably going to have a one-track mind, though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I'll try it. I'll try it and see how it goes. So new books coming out today. Um, we played a fun game on Instagram, and I wanted to read those to you because they're very funny. I found this meme on Facebook and I posted it on our bookstagram and it says you're on a first date with someone and they tell you the name of their favorite book. You immediately leave. So what's the name of the book that they told you that made you leave? So you answer first. Hmm. I couldn't think of anything and I was like, "Mm, maybe Luster. (laughs) (laughs) Like if someone told me their favorite book was Luster, I'd be like, oh. I forgot. I got to go vacuum in my house. Bye. I can see that. I can see that. Because I can't think of, we've come into this problem before that the books that we hated or whatever, we can't remember what they are because we didn't yeah. like them. So if we're going on like the most recent book, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you and go with Luster. If somebody yeah. says Luster, I'd be like, okay, bye. <laughs> or like the, you know, those shitty books they make you, they make you read in high school because if they, if someone like answers yeah, one my, of those. My Antonia or whatever it was. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, so you're probably not a reader, and you're just thinking of something that you've read before. So that's what I would think. But or we got some. They just cool. don't have an answer. There you go. 
Or maybe they just don't have an answer. So. Get up and walk away. Yeah. I don't know. Bye bye. Kelly said um, the book that someone could tell her was her favorite and she would leave would be anything by L. Ron Hubbard, who is the founder, creator, whatever you want to call him, of Scientology. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. I said, um, unless it's Tom Cruise, and then it's different. (laughs) (laughs) At Goldest Book said Pride and Prejudice. (laughs) I said, but it's a classic. And they said, I think it was just forced down our throats so much growing up that I grew to hate it. I can see that. Okay. Yeah, I feel that. Um, Let's see what else. What other answers we got? Oh, the most common answer on Facebook from people was the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I might leave if someone said that or their favorite book was the Bible, too. I'd be like, oh, well, okay, this is not going to work. <laughs> um, at Macarons and Mermaids said House of Leaves. Oh, but okay, that's a good like one. Yes. I Googled it, and the, even the synopsis, I was like, this makes no sense. Like, what It's is very it? weird, but that's part of the book. The oh, whole house that the yeah. book revolves around doesn't make sense in, in of itself. So. Is that the book you were telling me where, like, the different rooms do, like, different shit or something? No, that was this other story, but it's it's kind of along the same premise is that they go into, like, this basement beneath the house, and it's, like, this never-ending thing, and it keeps, like, trying to grow and, like, mislead them underneath and everything. It's this whole thing. Okay, I do remember you explaining this to me. And then, like, so it's never-ending, but then, like, what does it have to do with a leaf? You you told me, and I don't remember. I don't even remember myself. Okay. It's been a very <laughs> long time since I've read it. I've been meaning to find it and reread it, but I haven't been able to find it yet. Like, in your collection, or, like, you're looking at half-price books or something? I've been looking at, like, half-price books and stuff. Gotcha. I only pay full price when it first comes out. <laughs> I feel you. I understand that. I, I was thinking about that today. I was like, you know, I love going to half-price books, but I also feel like sometimes we have to give money to these publishers so they'll keep publishing good books, and we have to make sure, like, these authors are paid, because... Resale, I mean, the only person that's getting that money is the used bookstore. Right, which is why, like, Scarlet St. Clair's book, like, I I mm-hmm. order them. I always order mm-hmm. them. Like, hard copy. I'm waiting on my new one. <laughs> and used books are great because we're recycling, so, like, that's awesome. But, you know, if an author can't make any money and a publisher can't make any money, like, they're not going to do it anymore. So that worries me. So, like, usually if it's something I can't find a half price, I'll go to the bookstore and I don't yeah. want to give Amazon any more money. So I've been going to Barnes and Noble lately. Fuck but you Amazon. know, That's I think why. the last time that I was in Barnes and Noble, you and I had gone to like Firewheel or something. I had looked for this book and they didn't have it either. And I know oh, usually really? they do. Yeah. That's crazy. If Barnes and Noble don't have it, ain't nobody got it. Mm-hmm. They got everything. <laughs> it's like, I have very rarely do I leave there not going in, not getting what I was going in for. But it happens. Especially um, with older books. Especially with older books. Because sometimes they're, like, not being printed anymore. Or mm-hmm. I don't know. So, um, Thais at Ink and Paper Hearts, she said Martian Chronicles by Ray Bradbury. That book was fucking torture for me. <laughs> I don't know. I'd never even heard of it. <laughs> she said, I never read Fahrenheit 451 because I was so traumatized by it. And I said, 
I think Bradbury as a whole is a no for me. And she said, Martin Chronicles did that for me. I was 14 and I was the nerd who enjoyed summer reading and school required reading. But Martian Chronicles took me three months to make it 60 pages. I decided to fuck that and took the failing grade. (laughs) Good one. At Perks of Being a Book Lover Pod said Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) A lot of people said Fifty Shades of Grey. I can Uh, get it. I can get that. Yeah, if someone told me that was their favorite book, I'd be like, mm. so I'd be like, do you know good smut? Exactly. <laughs> so you're obviously not a big reader. You read this book when it was hyped up. Like, if you like this, I can I can show you some good ones. <laughs> uh, Sa- at Sally Bartler Up also said Fifty Shades of Grey. Let's see, someone else said, yeah. At Crab Patty 50 said Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay. At Leslie.Weisenbach said the sociopath next door. <laughs> um, I didn't look that up to see if that was fiction or nonfiction. Let's see. The sociopath next door. Oh, it's by Martha Stout. Oh, it's written by a PhD. <laughs> so I'm sure it's like uh, one of those. The first review is a one-star review, and it says, "Does the author have a conscience?" <laughs> Ooh, okay. At Bevlong said, "Silence of the Lambs." Why? I I asked. I said because it's scary or gross or just a really bad book, and they did not respond. Hmm. Have you read? You've read it, right? I haven't read it because I've been searching for, I think I'm missing one or two of the series, so I haven't read it yet, but I'm going to. And if it's anything like the movie, then I've heard it's really good. Like it. Yeah. But I think, um, I, it may be, it's just like disturbing and or I, gory. I yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, the movies get pretty intense as they go on. So I can only imagine the, but yeah, the book who, um, Oh, yeah. It's not like Stephen King. It's someone else. Thomas something Harris, I think. At Taylor Jaw 44 said, mm, I don't know how to say this. Mian Kampf. Oh, oh Mein Kampf. Mein Kampf. Yeah. And yeah. that is the manifesto Hitler. by Adolf Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. If someone that, told that, me that yeah. was their favorite yeah, book, I'd leave too. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> I'd like, I'd get the hell out of there. I would run. I'd be like, <laughs> Oh, God. Look at the time. Um, at Shaney, 1214 said Helter Skelter. <laughs> I almost bought that book the other day because I've been wanting to read it because you know I love true crime. I've heard it's a really good book. Um, Karen Kilgariff from My Favorite Murder talked about, I think she read it when she was like a little kid and it like fucked her up. Because, you know, like her parents had it or something and she wasn't supposed to read it, but she like read it and she was like, oh shit. Um, but I heard, but you know, there's some animal abuse in it and I don't know that I can deal with that. Cause you know, these crazies always start on animals first. Yes. So I don't know that I can do that. Um, I might read it at just underscore Christelle said the art of the deal. Isn't that a Donald Trump book? Even. Yeah. <laughs> so someone told me that's their favorite. 
<laughs> uh, at Mariella Berryman said mayflies. I looked it up. I can't remember what it was about, but I know I looked it up and I said, yeah, that sounds boring. Let me see. Mayflies by Andrew O'Hagan. An unforgettable coming-of-age novel that becomes a profound med uh, mediation on life, death, and lifelong friendship. Yeah. Yeah. No. It has really good reviews. Hmm. I would like more to that. There's more to that story, and I would like to know what it is. Because, you know, sometimes those personal burns, you're just like, I hate this fucking book. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! So those were the responses. Those were hilarious. Those are good. Uh, I think the funniest one is the Bible. I don't know. What if you were on a date with someone and he's like super handsome and, you know, ha like checks all your boxes, but then you ask like, what's your favorite book? And he says like the Bible. Like, what would you? Maybe if he has a really good reason. Hmm. Okay. But it would have to be like a stellar reason. Like what? Because you're allowed to love your religion and all that. Yeah, but, absolutely. But like, there are so many good books out there. Right. If you're not reading enough to have a good book, then we're, we're probably not going to work. And I'm asking about <laughs> your favorite book. Like, I'm not asking about your religion. No. So to me, if someone were to answer the Bible, that means they do not read other books, probably. Which is fine. I mean, I'm married. Stephen hardly ever reads. When I met him, he said he was a reader, and he probably read one book our entire relationship. <laughs> he must not be able to hear me. He is not responding. He's like, I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I would respond if someone told me their favorite book was the Bible. I'd be like, well, why is it the Bible? Like, what does it do for you? I don't know. We'll have to ask all potential suitors that want to go out with Lacey what their favorite book is before we schedule a date. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, what if your date said Fifty Shades of Grey? Oh. What if your date said Twilight? Uh, I don't think I've ever known a dude to, like... <laughs> want to read those? I know Stephen has because you no, put him to it. He hasn't read them. He hasn't William has read them. Maybe it's okay. But I th William's a reader though, so it's understandable. So if a guy told me that he's those are his favorite, I know he's a reader. But I don't think I still want to know why. Yeah, I, I want to know why. why. Those are your favorite. I'd be like, and why is that? Mm -hmm. I think it would all boil down to the reason. Mhm. Mm yeah, um Stephen, what's your favorite book? Oh yeah, so on our second date, he brought me a copy of his favorite book. I think I've already told you this story. Yes. Yeah. And I told him I read it and I didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> so why is that your favorite book? Guess I'll try to read it. Maybe they have an audiobook. And I can just knock it out. I, he was, like, asking me questions about it. And I was like, yeah, mm -hmm. I think so, too. I think that character development was a little, you know. 
I just now admitted to him like five years later that I didn't read it. I just now admitted it. Whether or not you knew that I read it is a different story. But I just now, yeah, I just now finally admitted that I did not read it on air. (laughs) Okay, so I have something a little different for you today. Um, It is, oh, wait, before we do that, I have some other book news, Um, a lot of book news, actually. Because a lot of books, it was like last week and this week, things have been announced that are being like developed for TV or movies. So the first one is R.L. Stein's Fear Street, which is another series from R.L. Stein. Like, so there's Goosebumps and those are all a series, but Fear Street is like a separate young adult series. Mm-hmm. Um, so per screencrush.com, it's becoming an R rated Netflix movie. Oh, it's yeah. going to be like a trilogy. Because if I remember right, those were like, okay, so like the Goosebumps were like the kitty version of his series, and then like Fear Street was like the teens yeah, version. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be more, because it, like, I think they're all high school kids or something. Yeah, because it was like Death to the Cheerleaders or something was one of them. And like, like there's this whole thing, because I had some of them. So the series synopsis, is, uh, there's even there's even a teaser if you want to look it up for Netflix. Um. In 1994, a group of teenagers discovers that the terrifying events that have haunted their town for generations may all be connected, and they may be the next targets. Based on R.L. Stein's best-selling horror series, the trilogy follows the nightmare through shady side sinister history. You know, that sounds like a clown in a cornfield. A little bit. Very clown. and I mean, it's the same, you know, genre. Maybe we should read those. Maybe we should... What's I'd like this? to, yeah. Now that I remember those those trilogy series and everything, I'd like to I'd like to find all those again. Did you read Goosebumps? Like all of them? There was a whole bunch of them. I read a lot. I don't know if I read all of them, but I read a lot. And I read a lot of the Fear Streets. I remember there was also I can't remember the name of it. There was also this one that was kind of like the Lost Boys, but it was all these teenagers at this beach, you know, get up with vampires involved, and mm-hmm. it was. They were good. They were good. Okay. So another series that's being adapted, and this is like all over several websites. It's huge news. Um, Deadline, Hollywood Reporter. So NBC streaming platform Peacock is developing the series The Red Queen, which is another young adult series. I tried to read the first book. I couldn't finish it. But um, Elizabeth Banks is going to direct and star in it, which a lot of the comments, people were like, "Mm, I don't know that she's the right choice because she's, like, known to be funny, and I guess this series gets kind of dark. So... I think she could do it. You think so? I think so. Didn't she do one of the... I feel like she did a darker, or not a darker, but a more serious role. I just can't remember what it was on the top of my head. (laughs) I mean, she did good in the Hunger Games. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also didn't realize that. So, have you watched that Shadow and Bone on Netflix? No, not yet. It's on my I list. knew it was a book, but I didn't yeah, know it was a, a young series. adult series. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, the last news that I have this is from entertainew.com. Our current book, A Court of Thorns and Roses, is coming to TV. 
courtesy of Outlander showrunner Ron Moore. So that series is going to be turned into a TV show. It doesn't say... Oh, for Hulu. So no, like, casting or anything like that. It's just going to be developed into a show. So we'll see. After we read our book, then we can watch it on Hulu, I guess. Yeah. All right. Got all my book news out of the way. Okay. So the next thing I'm going to tell you, it's kind of a story. And it's a little, I just thought it was, like, interesting. And I want, I don't think I've ever talked to you about it. So I wanted to tell you about it. And I was like, well, maybe our listeners will enjoy it, too. So this was, like, in 2017. So, like, four years ago, this dude starts tweeting. And the reason I decided to talk to you about it is because I have been following this story for a few years. And I went to check on him the other day. And he, like, hasn't posted anything. So... It's it's about the story is called Dear David, and his Twitter username used to be something else. It's now at Adam Tots Comics with an X. His name is Adam Ellis, and he's documenting that he thinks there's a ghost in his apartment. But he's posting like pictures and videos and things like that. And I was like so invested in this story, I would go every day to see if he had like tweeted something else. So I'm gonna start just at the beginning. And then we'll just stop, like, whenever you want to. Okay. Okay. And then if you want to see the pictures and the videos and things, you can pull it up on his Twitter. But it looks like he's also loaded it up on wakelet.com. You can just, or if you just Google Dear David Wakelet, you'll find the thread. And it starts at the beginning, and it has all of the pictures and the videos that he posts as well. So the first tweet, August 7th, 2017, So my apartment is currently being haunted by the ghost of a dead child, and he's trying to kill me. He started appearing in my dreams, but I think he's crossed over into the real world now. The first time I saw him, I was experiencing sleep paralysis and saw a child sitting in the green rocking chair at the foot of my bed. (laughs) He had a huge misshapen head that was dented on one side. I did my best to draw it. He drew it, and it basically looked like... One of the kids from Doug with, like, a chunk of his head missing. Like, (laughs) it's really bizarre looking. We're not all artists. We're not all artists. (laughs) For a while, he just stared at me, but then he got out of the chair and started shambling toward the bed. I couldn't move because I was um, paralyzed. I have sleep paralysis fairly often. It sucks. Right before he reached my bed, I woke up screaming. I had another dream a few nights later where I was in a library and a girl came up to me and said, you've seen Dear David, haven't you? I was like, who? And she said, Dear David, you saw him. She continued, he's dead. He only appears at midnight and you can ask him two questions if you said Dear David first. Then she added, but never try to ask him a third question or he'll kill you. Okay. Terrifying. So he said, I was very shaken. Having two dreams about the same thing is pretty weird. Anyway, a couple weeks passed without incident. Okay, let's just say that that would be weird to have two separate dreams about something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, usually your dreams don't continue and shit. So then Adam says, David came back in another dream. Same situation. I was in bed, and he was sitting in the rocking chair near the window staring at me. In the dream, I say, dear David, how did you die? He mumbles, an accident in a store. I say, dear David, what happened in the store? 
He groans. A shelf was pushed on my head. I'm frozen with fear. I ask, who pushed the shelf? David doesn't answer. I realize that I've asked a third question, which I'm not supposed to do. At that point, I wake up absolutely terrified. So if one of my friends was telling me about this and they're like, hey, I've had multiple dreams, I would be like, okay, well, it sounds like a spirit's trying to contact you or speak with you or speak through you or something. Because the fact that you're like remembering with this much detail. Yeah, yeah. I don't don't remember. Right. You may remember like snippets and bits and pieces, Mm -hmm. but you're having like reoccurring dreams about this same thing. Or are you dreaming? Mm. So Adam said the next couple of days, I Google deaths in the city, but can't find anything about a kid named David dying in a store. I even tried different names, Daniel, Dylan, Devin, nothing. A few weeks go by without incident. Sort of randomly, the apartment above mine is vacated and I have the opportunity to move into it. It's a larger apartment, so I'm thrilled. Another month or two goes by and I sort of forget, forget about Dear David. I think he lost track of me because I moved upstairs. But lately, something strange is happening. For the past four nights, my cats gather at the front door at exactly midnight and just stare at it, almost like something is on the other side. And he posted a picture of his cats. They're like, the door is shut, and they're staring at the bottom, like under the crack, and they're just staring at it, which is not unusual for cats. I mean, they, animals like hear and sense things. Yeah. But the fact that they're doing it every night at midnight. Freaks. Well, I mean, but if he also, if he has neighbors, it could be somebody coming in every night of that night yeah. and they're just like curious or, you know, yes. watching. Maybe they, like that's what time they get home from work every night or something. Yeah. Or, or leave they take or their dog out at that time every night. Like, yeah. who knows? So last night I got a weird feeling and looked out the peephole and I'm dead certain I saw movement on the other side. Okay. Who can be sure what you see in the people? Right. It's distorted and small and technically like upside down, right? Isn't it like reflect? Isn't there something weird about like the way it's reflected back at you? I think so. I'm not sure. I read something. So when I opened the door and turned on the hall light, nothing was there, but my cat seemed unnerved, like bushy tails, etc. And that's where I am right now. Dear David found me, I think. I don't know what to do. I'll keep you updated. So then uh, a couple of days go by, and he has an update. For the sixth night in a row, my cat has walked over to the door promptly at midnight and stared at it. And he's posted a picture, and he's holding a clock that says midnight, and his cat is staring at the door. Then... There's a video, and he says, what is going on? And it's just basically the video is his cat, like, like watching something, but we don't see anything that's there. So I mm-hmm. took a photo through the peephole because I'm too scared to open the door. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would be too. Me too. <laughs> I feel like I saw something. I couldn't tell, so I mustered the courage to open the door. Nothing was out there, but then I took another photo. Look at this. And then he's posted two photos, and he says, is it just me, or is there something in the first photo right where the banister meets the shelves, hiding on the stairs? So the first photo is through a peephole, and the second photo is, like, when he opens the door. And I don't – so it's like there's – right outside his door, there's a stairwell that goes down and then, like, a shelf for shoes. So – 
in the one not through the peephole, I just see the shelves and then like the railing and the stairs. But then like the one with the peephole, you can just kind of see like part of the shelf. Mm-hmm. But there's kind of like a shadow next to the shelf. And if you like compare it to the non peephole picture, but it's like it could be a smudge on your peephole. Like you can't make anything out. You can't tell what it is. So he said, I wasn't sure if it was a smudge or something. So I took a second photo from inside. So he takes another picture from the peephole and that smudge is no longer there. Hmm. So I'll send you a screenshot of these so you can kind of compare. I deadbolted the lock and got in bed because I don't know what else to do. I can still hear my cat meowing at the door. Then he posts, I am pretty scared. And there's a picture of him. It's like dark. And his cat is still at the door but looks back at him. And its eyes are glowing like green. Which, I mean, that's what cats' eyes do. Because, you know, they glow. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a freaky looking picture. <laughs> Especially if some shit's going on. And then you look over and the cat's eyes are like green. You're like, what the hell? Um, so then he says, it's been pretty quiet tonight. I'm going to try out a sleep talk app to see if anything happens during the night. And then a couple days pass. I'm heading to bed, but the cats are back at the door. They only do this in the middle of the night. It's routine now. And then the next night, he posts another video. And here we go, just minutes before midnight. And the cats are doing the same thing. There's several pictures of them at the door. Um, he says they're both there now. He, the next picture is he's done a line of salt. Very smart, by the way. He's put, I don't even know if this is the right kind of salt. <laughs> um, he posted another video of his cat meowing, and he said, Maxwell's extra talkative tonight. Here, He's obviously trying to tell me something. So then the next day, he says, I used a sound app to record my apartment last night. It makes individual recordings each time it hears something. There were 33 recordings. Most of them are pretty vague. A couple of them are passing cars and the like, but there are three that I'm interested in. The first is a snapping sound and what seems like a single step. It's odd because I didn't get out of bed all night. And then he posts all of the audio files. This one is weird because out of 33 recordings, that is the only one that has a strange electric sound throughout. This directly follows the electric static, another snap, and then I groan in my sleep. These happen between 2 and 3 a.m. I have no explanation for them. I'll keep recording and see if I can uh, find anything curious. Then he posts a couple of days later, and it's a picture of him shooting the peace sign, and he said, getting the F out of my haunted apartment for the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Then a couple days go by, and he says, so a weird thing just happened. Take it with a grain of salt. I bought a Polaroid camera this weekend because they're fun and dorky. I decided to take a few photos around my apartment. And he posts a picture of his uh, camera. And it's like, you know, one of those little cute Instamax Polaroids that are everywhere now? Mm -hmm. So he said, Polaroids are stupid and fun and inherently sort of creepy. I didn't expect to find anything, and for the most part, I didn't. I took a couple of my living room and bedroom, and so he posts a picture of what he took. That's my rocking chair I first saw David in. They're pretty unremarkable. Then I went into the hallway and snapped a photo. The Polaroid developed completely black, and he posts a picture of it. And he said, I even ripped open and destroyed a fresh pack to see if it was just an undeveloped Polaroid, but they start out white. So the fact that this came out black, like, okay, maybe you had your finger in front of the lens or whatever. 
<laughs> oh, that's what he says next. I also thought maybe I accidentally covered the lens with my finger. So I took a photo while intentionally covering it. The photo on the left is me covering the lens with my finger. The one on the right is my fully lit hallway taken just after midnight. And it's it's a completely different, like, with his finger over it. It's not all black like the other one. So this could be nothing, but I'm not sure what to think of it. One last thing I wanted to double check. Here's a couple videos of me taking photos, and it's a video of him taking pictures. And then in the hallway, came out totally black again for a second time. He said, honestly... I don't know why I'm still fucking around with this camera. There might be a logical explanation. Someone told me to take photos from farther away, so I tried that once with my iPhone and once with a Polaroid. Ooh, this is freaky. So he posts two pictures, and he takes a picture of the hallway with the Polaroid that's completely black, but with his iPhone, it's completely fine. So the left, he says, is with my phone. Right is with a Polaroid. The hall light was on both times. Why is it pitch black each time with the Polaroid? Because the iPhone photo is fine. Hmm. And he, I guess some people were commenting, and he said, the whole thread has been really convoluted. I'm sorry if it's hard to follow. I just thought this was weird. Um, a few days, the next day, he posts a picture of himself burning some sage. <laughs> like, dude, you should have done that a few weeks ago. Yeah. Really? He says, staging the hall, and then it shows him a picture of staging the chair that dear David sat in. He's like, honestly, sage doesn't seem like it'll help much, but I'm open to anything. I barely slept last night. I kept waking up feeling like something was wrong, but who knows? Maybe this will do something. Okay. The next morning, sage did not work. <laughs> I haven't dreamed about David in a few months, but he appeared again last night. In the dream, my bedroom was filled with hazy smoke, but I could see David sitting in the chair across the room. Ugh. I mean, this oh. story spans, like, a couple years, and it finally gets to the point where he, like, realizes he's not dreaming, and there's even, like, times where he's picked up his phone when he saw him, and you can see, like, a little kid with a misshapen head in the corner and shit mm-hmm. so I'm following the stories for a year I'm like captivated by it um and uh, so then he just like stops I think he moved he like moved into a whole different building or something there are a ton of tweets if you want to go on there and read them there are a ton and see the pictures. so he finally moves something like that and um I don't I think David like stopped contacting him but then i found out this dude got a movie deal uh, okay was all of this made up did you do this to get followers to get like a job but that was like i want to say that was over a year ago when i heard about the movie deal and i have not heard anything else about it and he hasn't posted in a very long time so i don't know but is that not creepy as fuck it is a little creepy it's one of my, like, favorite internet creepypastas, if it is a creepypasta. It could right. be real. I don't know. Um, we should have an episode where we just, like, talk about creepypastas. Ooh. So if you're listening and you don't know what a creepypasta is, it's a, like, fiction story that's been made up online that, like, people think are real or... You know, like Slender Man's a creepypasta. Um, I can't think of what's another one. 
I think that one I told on our Halloween episode when we were in the cat or was it a Halloween episode or were we just in the cabin about the the kids in the house and that their kid their parents had died or whatever. I think that's like technically a creepy pasta. Even though that person was saying it was true, I think that's like a creepy pasta. We should do that. That's a good idea. Let me write that down. I mean, some of those get turned into like books and movies and stuff, you know? Yeah, that's true. Well, after Dear David, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you like that kind of stuff, definitely look it up. Very interesting. And I'll send some pictures to Lacey if you want to see the photos yes. and the videos. There's a ton on there, and you can be the judge. And you let us know if you think your David is real because it's freaky as shit looking. I mean, yeah, maybe it was a doll, but like, some of those, like, how did he make his head look like that? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I don't know. Let us know. So, do you have anything else that you want to talk about? No, until. Okay, so next week we're reading A Court of Thorns and Roses. Is that mm-hmm. what it's called? By Sarah J. Moss. <laughs> so send us your reviews, thoughts, questions, comments, suggestions yeah. to bookworms one podcast at gmail.com. Or on Instagram at two bookworms one podcast. Um, so the next pick will be mine and then it'll be the listener's pick. So if you want like to pick a book, um, let us know, email us, Instagram us. Or if you want some, like, there's a few and you want everyone to vote on them, send them to us. You guys are going to pick that book. Let us know. But that's all I got. Bye, guys. Bye. Little, say bye. Yeah.